Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Hey, Jim, I got a painting question for you, indoor painting, actually. Uh, is there any way, um, besides using a roller or a paintbrush, uh, to spray on type of painting, uh, paint without too much hassle, too much problem? Well, what's, what's too much? Well, I mean, you know, like dripping on the floor. I mean, obviously, I'll set everything up for it, you know, and taping all that. Just but yeah. spraying it on versus, you know, actually brushing a roller. It's done all the time. The only thing you have to be cautious of when you're spraying is the the spray. I mean, the you know, it puts out a mist, and so it creates a fog that covers everywhere. But spraying for painting is absolutely fine. It does a great job, uh, especially if you're going to do, like, cabinets or something. It gives you a much nicer finished look. Well, it may mostly be the walls and stuff like that. I'll be honest with you, in most cases, if you're just painting walls, it is faster to go with the roller and brush than it is the time it takes to set up and cover everything properly to spray it. Okay, if house okay. Is, if the house is vacant, then spraying is the way to go. But if it's got you know a lot of possessions in it and stuff, I, by the time you get everything covered up, you would have already been able to cut it in with the brush and roll it. Sounds good. Thank you. Jeff, how are you doing today? Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. I'm doing good. I've got a uh, recurring efflorescence problem in one bedroom in the house. They're just in, in, a, in a corner. Uh, I'd say a corner about six foot in by six foot on that one corner. I've had some French drains installed, had the yard re-sloped. I'm still having moisture issues in that one bedroom on the floor. How do I correct that? How long ago were the French drains installed? Several years now. Okay. So plenty of time for it to dry out. I mean, we've had tons of rain, and so soils are pretty moist right now. But there is a new product out. I have not used it. Uh, I have not talked to anybody who's used it. But there is a product out for effervescence now. Uh, and Quick Creek makes it. So I'm I'm I have to believe it's going to be a pretty decent product, and I don't know where you can pick it up because the box stores aren't going to have it. But if uh -huh. you'll go if you'll go to Quick Creek Quick Crete's website, yes, sir. Uh, they would be able to tell you on their website where you can get the product. Okay, now I did put a sealer on the first time I had an issue with it, which was several years ago, and then it's back. And, you know, obviously it gets the carpet pad and carpet wet, and so it's been discarded again. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had solved it, but obviously I haven't. How old a house well, is this? It's 30 years old and never okay. had a problem. We've been here 30, and it's never had a problem. Yeah. Up until about uh, four years ago. Okay. Uh, the reason I'm asking, one of the other things that can cause these type of issues, you know, obviously... In the last three years, we've had nothing but rain, and the soils are saturated. And that's going to contribute to the issue. But the fact that it, it's isolated to the one spot, uh, is there any chance that any of the uh, sewer system 
pipes no, run through no, there. No, I've had a plumber come out and check. The sewer is not even anywhere close to that area. Okay. I've, they've run a pressure test. There's no fresh water lines over there at all on that side. Uh, the other thing I did, I dug a hole to go underneath the foundation a little bit, about, you know, maybe eight inches. And uh-huh. some water did come out. I left it open for several weeks. And water did come out. And it was fresh water. It wasn't sewer yeah. water at all. Uh, yeah, but, it's just a matter of the ground saturation. It doesn't sound like the French drain system you have put in is doing what it's supposed to do. Well, I mean, uh, let me put you on hold for just a okay. second, because let's address that when we come back with more Texas Home Improvement. And when we left, I was talking with Jeff, and Jeff, we were talking yes. about the drainage, and you mentioned that you had a French drain system already. Yeah, now let me clarify that. It's not, I guess, a true French drain. It's it's drains in the yard, and they're tied into the guttering system. Okay. So no, no water will come over there. It's not a French drain where they put the gravel at the bottom. Right. Yes, and and that's why I wanted to get a clarification, because if, if, if you had a French drain system along the house, you shouldn't have been able to dig and get moisture coming from under the house. Because the way a, a true French drain system is a trench that's dug, it would go below the bottom of the grade beam, and depending on the soils and you know uh, where the water issues are and stuff will determine how deep it goes. And at the very bottom is going to be a pipe that's encased in gravel and a sock so that dirt doesn't get in it. The gravel is encased in a fabric, and so by nature, that's the low spot for water to migrate to. And that would take the moisture that's underneath the foundation and give it some place to go to, to so where it doesn't come up through the slab. Sounds okay. like to me that's probably what you're needing. Okay. Uh, any recommendations on companies that can do that? Uh, Due West does it all the time. In fact, we've got a big one going on a church right now, even down in League okay. City. So, yeah, if you want to give right. Due West a call, we can take a look at it for you. Okay. Uh, right. The number is 713-473-7156. Okay. I've got that down, and I will give them a call first thing Monday morning. And just one quick thing. When I dug underneath that little, it was just solid clay gumbo. So that, yep. I guess that water, it won't, it won't penetrate through there. Oh, it will. It, it migrates through the platelets. It's, you know, clay is used as a blocker to hold, to hold water back, but it doesn't stop it completely, just like concrete doesn't. You know, you, you would think concrete's solid and moisture's not going to come through it. But even who dam leaks water. Bob, this is Jim. How can I help you? Yeah, I got an electrical question. Uh, I was going to wire up my uh, garage and... Uh, I got some number 12-3 and our 12-2 with ground. I was going to put six outlets on that. Uh, is is that too much? Depends on what size outlets you're going to put and what you're going to have plugged into them. Okay. The, the, the biggest item would be the wash machine and the air compressor. The air compressor has oh. a one-horse motor on it. Absolutely, it's going to be too much. Really? Yep. Uh, what you're going to find is if you got that air compressor on the same circuit with that washing machine, if the air compressor uh-huh. kicks in while the washing machine is going, you're going to trip the breaker. Yeah, and I've got federal breakers too. Yeah, now nah, you need to split that up into two separate circuits. Typically, an air compressor, you want to have that on its own circuit if, it, if at all possible. Okay. 
All right. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye. Yeah, sometimes you get stuff overloaded and it can become a big, big problem. Um, and, you know, and that's that's reason they have the divisions the way they do, where you can add stuff. And so if you're building new, the items that you would like to have on their own circuit, the refrigerator, if you're going to have an air compressor, you definitely want that on a separate circuit, uh, a standalone freezer, and actually your washer and dryer a lot of times you want on their own circuits as well. Chuck, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hey, Jim, I enjoy your show, man. Thank you. Uh, I got a question for you. I've got a water heater that the, I guess you call it the pressure relief valve thing that's on the side. Yeah, the pop-off. Yeah, right. It's leaking steadily. And I looked at Lowe's the other day. They sell a couple of different models of that part. Can I change that thing out myself? I mean, I can generally use a wrench without breaking a finger or something. <laughs> uh, you, you don't bleed when you touch your tools? Well, it's occasionally. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I can do it. It looks real straightforward. It is. Okay. It, it, well. it, it actually is nothing more than a pipe fitting where it screws on. Here's the yeah. key things you got to do, though. Shut the water off so you don't yeah. have any water going through the water heater. And you can do that. You know, most water heaters, you'll find a shutoff valve right there yeah. on the yeah. intake above it. Shut right. that down. Drain the water heater down. And then you can take that off and, and put the new one on. Okay. Then that leads me to another question. Now, I drain these water heaters in this house occasionally, once a year or something like that. Uh-huh. I've noticed that uh, just opening the uh, garden hose-fitted drain at the bottom, it won't always leak out real well. No. I've had to open the cold, the intake on the water to get it to flush. Am yep. I doing something wrong? Nope, not at all. It, it's just like a straw. If you don't have it where yeah. air can get into it, yeah. it's, it's not going to let the water out. Well, I don't want to take the pipes leading into the thing apart. I'll tinker with it. I mean, if I can just get it to that fitting, the uh, pop-off is right there at the top of the water heater, so I maybe won't have to drain too much out of it in order you don't. to get to it. Yeah, and, and quite, right. quite frankly, if you shut the water off to the entire house, yeah, then all you got to do is... You know, leave the leave the water on that's going to the water heater. Just shut the entire water t to the house off. Yeah. Open up I, some faucets. Okay, that makes that'll, sense. That'll I, relieve the pressure. Okay, very good. Uh, I sure appreciate it, man. Thanks. You bet. Take care. See? And, you know, first of all, the pop-off, it's there for a big reason. Before they started putting those things in... When a water heater would overheat, it could overpressure, and they would tend to blow up. wasn't a good situation. So, if you got one that's you know not doing right, you do want to replace it. But they are very simple to replace. Screws versus nails. 
I plan to replace my wood privacy fence and do the work myself. Using screws would be slower than nails, so is there much advantage in using screws rather than nails? This comes from Don and McKinney. And Don, I, I got to tell you, I uh, I'd built a suspended driveway up into a house that we raised uh, about four and a half feet. And we just finished it yesterday uh, as far as the railings on the driveway itself. I went with wood railings, and quite frankly, everything is screwed together. No nails. And here's why. Uh, let's start with a straight shaft nail. When you walk down along a fence that is, say, five years old that has straight nails, you will see those nails protruding out, usually anywhere from a quarter to a half inch, and the boards will start cupping. Now, you can use nails that are called ring shank nails, and those will hold better than the straight shaft nail. But screws don't back out at all. Even the ring shank nail backs out some. Uh, but when you use screws, once they're in place, they're there to stay. And you are 100% correct. The screws will take longer than the nails. Now, there are some exceptions that you can look at if you'd like. Some of your nail guns actually use screws that have a adhesive on them. Now, it's a dry adhesive that when you, when nail gun, yeah, nail gun is what you have to use with these. When the nail gun shoots it into the wood, the friction heats up that glue and it bonds with the wood. Those nails typically don't back out. In fact, they work better than the ring shank a lot of times. But beyond using that, which is actually the fastest way to go, uh, I like using screws myself. Now, I will tell you, if I'm building a fence, I will typically use screws on my uh, boards that I'm nailing into the posts and everything. But when it comes time to put the pickets on, I'm usually hitting that with a nail gun just because of pure speed. And that's the only reason. If you've got the time to use the screws, the longevity of your project will be much better using the screws than it will be nails. Unless, like I said, you can get the nail gun and use the nails that have the adhesive on them so that it bonds in better. But even that's not foolproof. By the way, one other thing on using uh, nails versus screws, especially if you've got something that's going to be a little bit larger, the screws you can upsize. Nails, you're going to get so big, and then it starts looking really gaudy if you're using nails. So, uh, depending on what you're doing, typically screws are going to do a much better job for you. Let's see, we're going to head back into Houston. Randall, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hello, sir. I have a water well out in the country. Uh -huh. I live in the Sheldon area between Houston and Crosby. Okay. And when the water stays in the faucet, in the lines overnight or so when you turn it on it has a smell an odor to it yep why can i get that water tested well actually a lot of t uh, places will come out and test it you know the places who install filtration systems and stuff will a lot of times test it does that smell go away after just a few seconds uh you run it for about 30 seconds or so and the smell goes away yeah, once you get the, the water out of the pipes, usually, right. usually that's going to be one of two things. 
you either have a bacteria growing in the pipe and on a water well that can be that very well could be the case or and this happens a lot if you're in in using city water you have two dissimilar metals touching each other and the water that sits in where that's at will tend to start getting an odor to it and it travels through the water and so usually after a little bit it's gone but in your case because of 30 seconds that's a long time for the odor I I am betting you've got a bacteria growing in the pipes. Okay, now this place is really old. I've yeah. been here since '99, and I've had to replace some of the lines. And there's a black something growing inside the pipes where it's actually cutting the flow of the line down. Yeah, that's a sludge that uh, it, all pipes end up getting. That if you got the old. Uh, Galvanized pipes? No. What, what kind? Got, what? Uh, it's regular um, PVC. Oh, you got well, PVC the, pipes. The, okay. Up to the up to the house, it's PVC. Inside, I'm sure it's galvanized. It's so old. Okay. Uh, you know the galvanized pipes are what are notorious for getting a, a lot of buildup like that, and uh, that's where you could be getting the bacteria growth. Okay. But they can be cleaned. I mean, just because they've got it doesn't mean that that uh, they've all got to be replaced. A lot of times, especially in the spring, municipalities, that's when they run heavy chlorination, and, and you'll smell the chlorine when you turn the waters on. And that's what they're doing is killing all the bacteria through their pipes. Now, I can't tell you how to clean your pipes <clears throat> out because that's really something that you need to get somebody out to do but okay. uh it is something that you could have done and there we go we're headed to katie mark how are you today oh i'm doing great how are you wonderful how can i help you well my wife and i and my daughter are rebuilding an old country home that started its life in around the late 20s we're gutting it all out we're taking pretty much everything out of it and I was working with a contractor that he's helping us get through the sweat equity and then he's going to take over when we uh, kind of upgrade our, or downgrade or go above our skill level. But one of the things he was talking about with us was that um, we should consider getting rid of our propane tank and just going all electric because there was a lot less to worry about. And with the efficiency of electric, it really wasn't going to benefit us. Um, I kind of was opposed to that just because of the way I felt, but, I'm not sure it's a bad idea, and thought maybe I'd get a second opinion. You've already got the tank in. It's and, already sitting there, yeah. And 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 the house is already plumbed for it, right? Well, the house just got elevated two feet, and so there's no plumbing or, or electricity running to it currently. So we're pretty much starting from scratch. So they pulled all the pipes out of the walls as well for the for the uh, gas. Well, yeah, everything. The pipes going to be replaced completely. All okay. electric. All, all plumbing, all is going to be brand new. Okay. I would tell you, in my own home, if I had the option right now to put in, even if I had to go in with a propane tank, I would do it in a heartbeat. So keep the propane. I would. You've got the tank. Okay. Uh, you know, the walls are opened up where you can run the pipes and everything. The, the thing is, your, your heating is going to be much less expensive using the propane. You can cook with it. Your water heater is going to be less expensive. Everything works 
better off the gas than it does the electric. Okay. I mean, even if we don't plan on living there permanently, it's just kind of like a weekend home? Well, now you're getting into a cost-effective question. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, we already it, own the tank, so we don't have to buy that. Yeah, you know, but... And like I said, I'm inclined to want to go with gas or propane. Yeah, I, even if though, even if you're going to use it just as a weekend home, you know, it it depends on what you're used to cooking with. If if you like cooking with gas and things like that, put it back in. It's, okay. It's, it, you know, you, you obviously my wife really loves gas. Obviously, you have to make a decision if if you want to spend, you know, what it's going to cost to to do the piping. But for my oh, money, cool. if I had the option, I'd put it back in. Okay, yeah, it's only a twelve hundred square foot house, so there's not going to be a lot. Of oh no, put it to in. Worry about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate the second opinion. You just, I, I just felt that I wanted it. I just didn't have a good reason, and now you gave me one. From Dale in Aubrey. And Dirt Around Foundation, how much of the slab should be showing around your home? Thanks, Jim. Okay. Typically, you got to have three to four inches of the slab showing. Now, I'm going to use my own house as an example when I bought it. The back side of the house has about 16 inches or so of slab showing. And the inspector put in the report that I needed to fill in with dirt to bring it down to where I only had three or four inches showing, that's an idiot. And I say that because my house is built on a hill, and you don't have to raise the dirt up like that. The purpose of having three or four inches of slab showing is, one, to keep water from coming up in the foundation. Two, you can see when you get termites coming in, things like that. It's not that, you know, if you got too much of the beam showing, as long as you have plenty of it going down into the ground, you're fine. Houses are built into hills all the time with a lot of foundation showing. So, uh, but yeah, three, four inches is typically what you're looking for. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Springtown and is it Meldon? Yes, um, got a new water heater put in August of last year. Uh, A.O. Smith design, we're on well water. The thing has started the last several months uh, causing uh, quite a bit of odor through the hot water. Dryer, washing dishes, clothes. Nothing yep. wrong with the cold water side. So my theory is got to be with the water heater. What yep. do we do to remedy that since it's been in there almost a year already? Okay, there is a rod inside the water heaters, and I always mispronounce this, but it's an anode rod. And basically what it does is it helps with the dissimilar metals, which causes an odor problem. And it is a wear item that can be replaced. And it's, it's actually relatively simple to replace. It just threads in. Uh, you can you can do it yourself if you want, or you can call a plumber. It's it's not a big deal to have a plumber replace it either. Okay, so just go to the plumbing store and get another one. Yep. Now you'll just okay. take the model number of that water heater with you, so that they can pull the right one for you. Okay, that'll work. Okie doke. Thank you. Much. Take care. You bet. Bye bye. Jim, my foundation ten year warranty will expire in March twenty twenty. 
should I get an inspection soon in case any issues can be found? And what he's concerned with is his foundation, his foundation inspection prior to the 10-year warranty, which is what <clears throat> is typically the warranty period on foundations in Texas. Well, if you see any signs of movement, then yes, I would get it inspected and document everything. Uh, but if no doors are out of alignment, and that doesn't mean sticking. That just means they're not square. The and the, the best way to look at it is look at the line across the top of the door. If it's not even all the way across. If there are cracks in the sheetrock diagonal off of door corners or window corners. Uh, if there are separation between the brick veneer and windows and doors. Any stair-stepping cracks in the mortar, then absolutely... I would get the foundation, the home inspected, to make sure there's not a foundation issue. Uh, if all you're seeing is some cracks on the corner of the foundation, about six inches from the corner, then no, I wouldn't worry about that. That's normal shrinkage cracks. But if you have any concerns at all, then absolutely document it and, and uh, make sure to call it in. Uh, and you'll want to send at after you've got it documented notice to the builder as well that you have a concern because then they will send out an engineer to look at it as well. And I will tell you, 99% of the time when they send out an engineer, it's going to be, oh, it's normal settlement. I'm sorry there's no such thing as normal settlement because if you go to sell the house, the same guy who says it's normal settlement for your new home to be three and a half inches out of level, we'll say this home needs foundation repair. It's three and a half inches out of level. So you definitely want to have it checked if you have any concerns at all. Foundation repair companies can come out and check it and, and uh, make a drawing, take elevation readings and all that stuff. Uh, you Obviously, you could call Due West. We'd be happy to do it for you. But uh, if you're going to end up going into battle with the builder then we would end up bringing in engineers to help you with that. Uh, this comes from Terry in Athens. We live outside of Athens. Our house is on a hill. The soil's mostly sugar sand and our road down to the pond is turning into a gully. We need some help to formulate a plan to stop the erosion from our yard and the road. Thanks for any help you might provide. We are big fans of the show. Well, thank you, Terry. You know, the biggest thing you have to do with erosion is you got to stop the water flow. That's what cuts in through and, and causes the issues. Now, you can put concrete and, and control the water to get on the concrete and let the water flow down that way. Uh, they actually make blocks that you can put down that allow soil to still come up, but the water runs over the top, uh, and so you can still have grass and stuff there. Or... If it's an area that you can do this, you can put stone down. Now, if you're going to use stone for water erosion, you typically want to put a bigger rock down first and then the smaller stone on top to fill the, the crevices and, and make it easier for the water to soak through. But the water can run over the top and, and down the hill without eroding the soil underneath. So not seeing the hill kind of puts me at a huge disadvantage of how to design one for you but 
Uh, typically, I think the, the stone is going to be your best bet. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.